You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. It's my birthday. All right. <laughs> oh, man. My wife's been asking me, like, what do you want for your birthday? And I get this question every year. My, my answer is the same every year. I want the beach. I want the ocean. I want to be at the beach on my birthday. And her answer was like, look, the kids have school. There's church. You have to preach on on, on, on the day before your birthday. You know, we, 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 we would need our tax return money back, and we haven't even filed yet. And I'm thinking, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, so you're telling me there's still a chance, right? Because <laughs> that was my hope. You know, what do you hope for? My hope is that I will be able to go and enjoy the, the place I love the most on, on this planet, and that is the ocean, to be at the beach. What, but what is hope? Like, in your own words, if you could like put hope in your own words, what would it be? To get a definition, you can go to like dictionary.com, and there you'd find out that hope is uh, four definitions. One, the feeling that what is wanted can be had or that events will turn out for the best. Two, to look forward to with desire and reasonable confidence. Three, to believe, desire, or trust. And four, hope is a person or thing in which expectations are centered. Now, it's this definition, the fourth one, a person or thing in which expectations are centered that we're working from in this series that we're starting today that's going to lead us up into our celebration of resurrection on Easter Sunday. In this series, we're just simply calling hashtag hope. We want to have hope. And a hashtag is, is used in social media to, to connect thoughts and ideas with one theme. And so we're just saying, hey, there's a lot of thoughts and ideas that are, that are, that are going to come together here. And the one theme is hope. Hashtag hope. So if you have a Bible, I want to encourage you to turn to 1 John. Uh, at, towards the end of the New Testament, there's this collection of letters called 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. And here's what we're going to do. For the next uh, five weeks that lead us into Easter Sunday, we're going to spend a week in each chapter of 1 John. So today we're going to be in the, the first chapter of 1 John. So as you turn there, uh, let me just tell you, this is a letter written by John. Hello, that's why it's called John. He's a disciple of Jesus, a very close friend of Jesus. And the original audience of this letter, who it was written to, was most likely the churches in what's what's known as Asia Minor, or today Turkey, the the, the, the land of Turkey. Uh, now, around around this area, in this area, was John's home church, which is which is in a city called Ephesus. And likely the, the congregations that this letter would be written to is the same congregations that John addresses in Revelation chapter 2. There's these seven churches in this area. And so this letter was there. So, and this letter was written about 60 years, give or take, after Jesus' resurrection. And it was written to these people in this context, in this culture. But it, but, but it's definitely hope in these words for us today. So let's read this. First John chapter 1. We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us, and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves are, have actually seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us. <coughs> Excuse me. And our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. This is the message we heard from Jesus. And now declare to you, 
God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but we go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. So here's our big idea as we kind of dig into this, this, this chapter of 1 John a little bit deeper in the next few minutes. When you put your hope in Jesus, he will place a new hope in your heart. When you put your hope in Jesus, he will place a new hope in your heart. And we need authentic hope. We do. We really do. We, we Recently, we had this ice storm here in, in this area of Louisiana, and it was, a, it was a pretty major deal. We actually had two winter storms on top of each other, uh, like back to back. And the second one was an ice storm. And so we went like, you know, we were without power and everything and, and, and without water even. And, uh, uh, you know, we had bottles of water, but we didn't have running water. And, and, and uh, you know, on day four with no power, I had a friend who brought over a generator. <laughs> and because uh, my generator was broken. And uh, we had been burning firewood to stay warm. And that was it. That was all the, the only power we had. So he brought this generator over, and I could plug in three things at once. And the first thing I did was plug in my coffee maker. <laughs> it's like, you know, help me, coffee. You're my only hope. It's kind of like a Star Wars thing, right? Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, coffee. <laughs> You're my only hope. Uh, have you ever felt like something was your only hope? You think of Star Wars, man. Like, like Luke Skywalker is the, 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 the new hope. He's the only hope in that very uh, episode three, that very first movie. Uh, but anyway, uh, during, the, during the first century, there was a teaching called Gnosticism. That's spelled G-N-O-S-T-I-C-I-S-M. Gnosticism. And it comes from this Greek word gnosis, which means knowledge, technically. It's just like straight up, it means knowledge. And it's, so this teaching of Gnosticism, it blurred the lines between the real truth about Jesus and what, and what these people, the Gnostics, claim they had a special knowledge of. That's what Gnosticism is. It's, we have a secret knowledge or a special knowledge that nobody else has. And one of the things the Gnostics taught was that, that only spiritual things were good. And anything of physical matter was evil. And they taught that Jesus didn't actually have a real human body, because, but, but something that somehow appeared to be a physical body. They had this, this philosophy about how all physical matter was inherently evil, so they couldn't reconcile the divine nature of Jesus, who they believed was, was sent from God, was God, in the, was God but with that, that philosophy. So they pretty much just made up a doctrine based on what they felt or what they, how they, what they thought about it, and, and not on what was real and true. And John says that in this letter, he's like, you know what? They're wrong. Jesus is fully God. Yeah, but he's also, he was fully human. And this is why Jesus is real hope for my life. John says that Jesus is hope. He is eternal hope, first of all. We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning. He is eternal hope. He says that Jesus is, he's also physical hope. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our hands. He's like, Jesus had a real existence. It wasn't something we imagined. It wasn't something that, that, that well, you know, the Gnostics are teaching. We didn't imagine this. We saw it with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He's eternal hope. He's physical hope. And Jesus is personal hope. 
He says, the one who is life was revealed to us, and we have seen him. John says that Jesus was real eternally and historically, but, but here's what you really need to know. Jesus is real. He is hope in my heart and in my life. That's, this is where the hope is. He's real in my heart and in my life. This is, this is the hope. This is timely for us as we see the lines of what is what's truth and what really works blurred in our lives. Like you could have an example of, of politics, uh, and I don't talk about politics very much, but we can say this: politicians make promises to get your votes, and then many times take take office, and it seems like they forgot the promises. And, and we watch shows on TV too called reality shows, and they've they've kind of developed our our mindset about what reality is, because we then we find out in this reality TV that those shows are pretty much scripted. Yes, Duck Dynasty scripted. Yes, pro pro wrestling is scripted. Are you serious? <laughs> pro wrestling to me that's the that's the original reality TV. They and this is carried over into our faith. There are, there are so many religions and philosophies out there, and it seems like every day someone comes up with something new to us, and say, and we say, oh, you know what, that, that, that sounds good. That sounds, that sounds like it's probably right. We think about some of the different th- teachings that are out there, like Islam. Islam says that it is the only path to heaven. Mormonism says that, that only those who hold to the teachings of the Book of Mormon will rise to the highest heaven. Hindus have have many gods. Like there, there's there, there's virtually a, a, a plethora of of gods in the Hindu religion. And then Buddhism has no creator god. Like there is no there is no god, no creator in Buddhism. So 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 these these you know these can't all necessarily. Like we have this idea that oh all these things are are true. They all say basically the same thing. Well they they, they can't all all say be true. They all they could all be false. Absolutely. All of this could all be false, but but they just can't all be true because they don't say this. They don't lead to the same place. They don't have the same uh, no no end time. There's no you get to the mountaintop and you're on different mountains on each one. Some say we're all headed in the same direction, but we're not. And you're either walking with God or you're walking away from God. You may be walking with some good teachings. You may be walking with some some truth, but it's not walking with God. Jesus said of himself in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. See, John heard these words. He wrote these words down. And, and, and so for John, it's important for him to share his personal experience. He says, this is what Jesus is saying. You're invited. He's not saying you're excluded. He's saying, I want to include you in this way. And we saw Jesus heal the sick and the blind and the crippled. We listened to the teachings of Jesus as a rabbi who had this deep wisdom. We we saw that Jesus in a boat. I was in the boat with Jesus and when he walked on water and then he told a storm to just stop. I was there. John is saying, I was there when, when Jesus fed over 5,000 people with five biscuits and two fried catfish. <laughs> John was there on, on this, 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 this experience called the Mount of Transfiguration found in Matthew chapter 17. And you can read that sometime for your own Matthew 17. And you see that John is one of the, the three disciples that's there with Jesus in this very special moment. Many, more, more than any of this, John saw Jesus die. He saw him be executed. He saw him take his last breath. Last breath, And he saw Jesus resurrected three days after Jesus was dead and buried. John was having dinner with him. And John says that he has real hope, the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. This is authentic hope. And this is the new hope that I have. And this hope isn't just, isn't just for me to have hope. This hope is hope for our relationships. This, there's hope for our relationships. Well, so what does it take to have a healthy relationship? 
Now you can think of all the ingredients, all the components to have a healthy relationship. Here's what John says in verse 3. We are telling you this good news so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and His Son. This, this word fellowship, that originally this was written in Greek, and the word is koinonia. And koinonia means an intimate partnership. It means this relationship. It means we have something in common that's deeply intimate. Fellowship means we have these things in common with Jesus, and they're the things of Jesus, and we share his mission, we share his love, we share his hope. It means that we can be, and we are now one with Jesus, which makes us one with each other. And when you have this relationship with Jesus, he becomes the hope of all your relationships. Now, now, would you agree that, that healthy relationships have to be maintained and cared for with intent? You have to be intentional to, to, to keep a relationship healthy. That's true of our relationships with each other. And it's true of our relationship with God. How do you keep your relationship with God healthy and growing? Well, a couple of examples, and this is, this is the way that has been the way for, for, for centuries, for millennia, of those who have been followers of Jesus. There's two basic ways that you, that you grow in your relationship with Jesus and help stay healthy in it. One is Scripture. The Bible, you read, you study, you listen. You read it, you study it, you listen. You, you ask questions. Yes, you can, you're allowed to ask questions, especially when you get to those parts that are, that are just, how could that be here? How is, this so, how is this good? Ask the questions. Find it. Find it. But you grow in this relationship when you read and you study and you listen. You can use a, there's an app called YouVersion, and if you have uh, access to, to the internet at all or cell phone, you can get that app, and judge, there's, the, the scriptures are right there for you. The, the other way is prayer. Prayer, and I'm not trying to like just like rub religion on this, but prayer is an intentional pause to connect with the Creator. That's what prayer is, intentionally pausing to connect with the Creator, to connect with Spirit, to connect with, you can use the word universe, and I'm not going to get mad about it, You can connect, but you're connecting with the God of the universe, the Creator of the universe. Relationships must be fed to be healthy. And, and the one, the, uh, one of the main ways we feed our relationships is communication. And it's through Scripture and prayer that we carry on a conversation. We have communication with God. We're listening and we're speaking and we're engaged in communication with our Creator. That's awesome. So, so whatever you go through in your relationships, Jesus said, make me the center of your life. Make me the center of your relationships because in me there is hope. There's hope for your relationships. And this hope, this hope we have, this new hope that is in Jesus, hope leads from darkness to light. Hope leads from darkness to light. After days, after days of cold, iced over, frozen over, below freezing temperatures and overcast skies, on that day we got the generator only about three hours after we got the generator to borrow the lights came on after days of darkness after days of cold we had light the lights came on i was kind of like feeling feeling like uh the, like that that song from from like the, the i don't know the late 80s or the 90s like i got the power i was like singing that <laughs> my kids are like dad you're crazy and i'm like i got the power how do you feel when you move from darkness to light? 
John continues his letter here. This is the message from Jesus. God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. Now, the Greek word here, again, because this is written in Greek, for light is the word phos. And phos means a shiny light or fire that reveals something. It's not just a light or fire that exists to, 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 to be a light or a fire. It's a light or fire that reveals something. Jesus is the revelation of God. Jesus is the light in which God makes himself known. And John says if we're walking in the light, then we have intimate partnership with each other. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And when we're walking in the light, that means we're traveling where God is. You, you don't immediately have to have it all figured out, but you no longer walk in darkness. You walk away from darkness by walking in light. Now, admittedly, it's easier to talk than it is to walk. Some people are are great at talking about walking in the light, but talking is not walking. And until the light is actually where you travel, your words are just empty in the darkness. The hope we find in walking in the light is in moving forward. Walking in the light involves progress. It involves the fact that, it, that, it's, that it's impossible to start here and begin walking and stay where you are. It's impossible to start here and begin walking and not make any progress. There, and there is no moonwalking for Jesus, by the way. <laughs> okay, yes, there are times when it feels like you take two steps forward and one step back. There are times when you have setbacks. There are times when you stumble. There, there are times that you do slide back, yes. But, but, but that is not to continue going backwards. That is to wake up and continue to like, okay, I don't have to keep taking a step backwards. I can keep going forward in the light. But getting my focus on this reality that there is a new hope. Now, John continues. Here it is. If we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the light. But he doesn't say that we continue to live in sin, does he? He continues with the good news. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. Yes! Yes, cleanse, cleanse. And here's a Greek word, katharizo. Katharizo, it's, it's, it's a process of purification. The process of purification, the Holy Spirit of God does this as we walk in his truth together. This means the burdens I bear, the shame, the guilt, the pain, the loneliness, everything connected to the darkness is revealed and it's cleansed away. And in this way, you and I can truly experience the hope of walking with Jesus. I'm not carrying the junk anymore. I get rid of all my baggage at the cross of Jesus. And as we travel in the light together, we discover that there is hope. And our hope is based in the truth of who Jesus is and who we are becoming. It is in this fellowship together that we declare that our our flaws show and discover the courage to deal with them. That's it. It's in the fellowship together that that we dare to let ourselves, to, to dare to let our flaws show. And discover the courage to deal with them. If this sounds like the opposite of what you're used to when it comes to church or dealing with followers of Jesus, when it comes to Christianity, then you haven't been dealing with authentic Christianity. We, in this fellowship, that's what the church is. It's not a building. It's the people who are in fellowship together, who are in koinonia together. We dare to let our flaws show, and we discover the courage to deal with them. Now, the redemptive love of Jesus continues to work in us in this environment of grace and patient love and hope. And in this environment, this Jesus awakens 
us each to the areas of our life that we need to let the light in, where we need to surrender and we need to grow. And it is in this Jesus who gives us the strength to overcome. So when you commit your life and put your hope in Jesus for forgiveness in life, he will place a new hope in your heart. When when you put your hope in Jesus, he will place a new hope in your heart. Next step. Make a list of scriptures that give you new hope. Open up the Bible. Open up the scriptures and make a list of scriptures that give you new hope. Don't just try to hurry up and do it. Don't just try to find, okay, let me find two or three or one or two or three scriptures. Take some time and read and take note of something that gives you hope. Make a list. Make the list for yourself, but also share this with others. I would I would encourage you to take another step. Take that step to make a list of scriptures that give you new hope, but also take another step and post them on social media. Even use the hashtag hope so we can see all these different ideas and thoughts come together with this one theme, this one idea of hope. Hey, God, we need hope. We live in a culture, we live in a world where hopelessness is rampant. And Lord, we feel it sometimes heavy, weighted down on our own shoulders and in our own lives and our own families and our own homes. We just feel the hopelessness sometimes so difficult to bear, sometimes so impossible to bear, and sometimes so overwhelming. We just can't go on with it. But Lord, in the midst of this world, of uh, this culture where hopelessness keeps rising its heads up, its head up, Lord, you have already given us a new hope. So that we come out of the darkness and we walk in the light so that we can walk in this new hope. And that we can see the hope and we can experience the hope and even begin to feel the hope as we walk with you. Jesus, open up our our minds, open up our hearts to to words of scripture, ancient words written to other, other cultures, but written for us, for our hope. That we would find a hope here. Maybe it's the hope. Maybe it's the hope of eternal life. Maybe it's the hope of being fully connected with all that is. Maybe it's the hope uh, of answered prayer. Maybe it's the hope that things are going to work out and be okay. Maybe it's the hope that I can just get out of bed. But we find that hope in you. You are our hope. Thank you for being our hope. Lord, we need this new hope today more than ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.